Welcome to Wizard in the Book, the unofficial Dresden Files podcast, the book series by Jim Butcher. This time we're reading Stormfront, chapter 18. Relatively short chapter, so who knows how long this episode will be. You do, because you probably already downloaded it and looked at the time and thought, why is this episode so short? Well, hopefully you read the chapter. Previously in Stormfront, wizard detective Harry Dresden has been on the case with the Shadow Man killing people with magic. One of the people killed, Linda Randall, had some information for Harry before she died, but he never found out what it was. On another case, aborted by the other client, Harry had been looking for a husband suspected of dabbling in magic. While investigating on the husband's lake house, Dresden found a film canister that he didn't know what to do with. This chapter begins with Harry walking in the rain, full of all misery and just really just doing a sad Hulk walk. You know, with the music behind him. And this chapter ends with Harry in Linda Randall's apartment as someone comes through the door, opening the door lock. Pretty much this chapter is connective tissue, if you really look at it. It's give us what Harry's thinking, and it's rousing himself after a big defeat. He's had friends die, he's seen people die in front of him. Things are just not going well. All his helpers, like Murphy's not helping him. Even Marcone is saying he can't help him, nobody's going to help him. And there's a killer out there, and as soon as the next storm comes up, he's dead. So he's Harry's just in misery. He's just having a crappy time in this chapter. And this is the chapter that sort of, right after the long night of the soul, whatever you want to call that, this is the long night of the soul, literally. And then he lays down, and he has a nice little nap. And then he finds some evidence that we'll talk about, and then he gets up, and he's like, oh, I know who the killer is, and he goes off. Like I said, in this, and this is where we see the two connect. The two cases in your normal noir movie, there'd be two cases, and then suddenly they both end up working together. What do you mean that the lady that the broken arm is also the wife of the person trying to steal all the water from Los Angeles? That's the same sort of kind of thing going together. Well, we learn a little bit about Harry in this chapter, but more about his family because he. When he's in this dark, depressing state, he's just kind of wandering around Chicago. He's walking, which is one thing he learned. When he's in despair, when he's having a bad day, he just goes for walks until he figures out a way to feel better or just wears himself out. Uh, We learned that he found his father dead, sadly. A hole formed in him. When he found his father dead, that uh, a metaphorical hole filled in him or formed in him that would never be filled. He just felt lost for his entire life because he never had his mother. We learned that his mother died in childbirth. So, and his father raised him on the road, told him all about his mom. But the last connective tissue he had to family was his dad. And his dad, uh, according to the doctors died of an aneurysm. And so it's just kind of like, Oh, poor Harry. This is where we sort of learn where he comes from. That at this point, when everyone in the book has, like I said before, can't help him, can't do anything. He's thinking, oh, woe is me. Nobody can help me. Everyone I know is dead or trying to kill me. We learn that he walks his cowboy boots that he's wearing. The right one creaks. Thought that was a fun detail everybody should know. And that in this chapter, he is beaten down. He's bad. Uh, He's been clocked in the head before with a baseball bat. He sort of got over that. Then he had to find a demon that messed him up. He's probably got a cold. He's working on a cold. You know he is. There's probably some sniffles in his future. And then he's been beaten up by 
Murphy a little bit. Then apparently he used all this magic and that kind of wore him down a little bit. So he's just, he's, and then he's just been awake and having to deal with stuff. And so apparently he can sleep anywhere. That's another thing we learned about Dresden. When he's tired, he can just lay down in a murder scene and just take a couple winks. It's really nice to know. And he talks to himself directly. A lot of us, a lot of us, when we talk to ourselves, we're like, oh, that's dumb. I can't believe I did that. Oh, I can't believe you did that. Why did I do that? Or you sing to yourself or something. Dresden has full on conversations, both sides. And I can only assume audibly in a crime scene where he's like, I can't believe this is going to happen. Well, you better get off your ass. No, I'm not. What? I just kind of want to see this filmed at some point. Because it's not quite the John McClane, come to the coast, have a few laughs. You know, that kind of thing. It's straight up just him having a conversation with himself. And that's pretty much all we learned in this chapter. And he can put shit together. But at this point in the novel, we know that he's a detective and he can do his job. Uh, We do learn about Harry's dad. Like I said, he was a good, generous, kind to a fault, hopeless loser. Harry just, this is what Harry thinks of him. So I guess we learn more about what Harry thinks of his dad, but still, uh, Harry's dad was a stage magician. We didn't, we didn't get his name. I don't think we definitely didn't in this chapter. I don't think we've done it before, but, uh, he was on the road a lot. He played to children, retirees, school gymnasiums, grocery stores, very poor. Like I said, he was generous. He'd give, he'd get everything of the way. He was not there because he was on the road when Harry was born or when his mom died, which, like I said, she died in childbirth, so it was the same time. He did name Harry after three stage magicians. He took Harry on the road with him after his mom died, and we'd show his pictures of his mom every night and talk to her to the point where Harry, almost, that's how he knew her. He did die in his sleep. The doctor said it was a possible aneurysm, and when Harry found him, he was cold and smiling. We don't know what age Harry found him, though. Had to be pretty young. And we learned about Harry's mom. The only thing we learned is that she died in childbirth, though. We learned a little bit about Linda Randall. Uh, her apartment is still bloody after her death, which even Harry's like, you think they'd clean this up pretty fast, but no, apparently not. Uh, we learned from a photo that she graduated from high school and that her parents were alive when she graduated. Or we learned that she was a involved in a very elaborate sex play when younger when she was a younger lady she was involved in a very elaborate sex play with a couple in their 50s so it's one or the other either he finds a picture of her with her parents who seem to be nice or they were all just doing some really creepy thing i'm not putting it up to lindell either way or my own imagination i guess and that's all we learn about the characters in this episode, in this chapter. There's not much. Like I said, it's Harry walks in, he goes to sleep, finds the film canister, wakes up and goes. Uh, he does use one spell. Apparently he's not even really thinking about it. It's a small spell to open a door to Linda Randall's apartment. I don't really know how that works. It might be some kind of telekinesis sort of thing, but there it is. And we also learn that magic takes the energy from the magic user, that it tires them. Because he used the, he did a pretty big spell with the uh, Toad Demon a couple chapters back. And then he did a really big spell where he's, he did a couple little spells where he's, you know, he blew the doors off the varsity last week. He melted a jukebox, blew all the light bulbs out of the place. So magic apparently does tire him. And even though he has done a good bit. So there you go. 
Uh, from the cultural side, we have the film canister, of course. Only two things that really showed out to me. We have the film canister, like I said, showed back up first in Chapter 6, and then it was in Chapter 10 where they mentioned, I think it was at the airport. We find it under Linda's bed, and it still has film in it. So there's another thing. Film canisters used to have film in them, uh, and it forms the connection between Linda and Victor Sells, but I have no new information on film canisters. I'm sorry. Uh, we also get a reprise of the Ass Deep in Alligators line from Chapter 11, what Murphy said. Here, Dresden says it to himself. He's got to get his ass out of the alligators. So it sort of, it fits. I don't care. Uh, go back and listen to that. And that's all I have for this episode. It feels really super short, and I apologize, but that's all I have. Um, but that's all I have for Wizard in the Book this week. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash band library. We are part of the band library. For a dollar a month on Patreon, you get a extra wizard fact or whatever. I pull the pop culture references, and then I, I call it Connections off that old 70s show that you can find it on YouTube. It's actually really good. But I take one idea, usually from the Dresden Files, and I sort of connect that across all my podcasts, so band books and New Orleans history and things like that. Try to sort of loop everything together into like a you know, 10, 15-minute show. Not much, but there you are. So if you want that, it's a dollar a month for four episodes at least. Right now I'm currently doing old episodes of the Band Library podcast, so every other week will be a Connections. But anyway, so there that is. That's all I have for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. I still don't have a sign-off line, so look us up in the book. Or whatever. Goodbye. <laughs>